0: Hello, and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach, and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you, and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are, helping you find a more positive way through your grief. Welcome back to the Widow Podcast this week. I want to talk to you a little bit about anxiety and how it can show up in grief. The two, for me, almost feel intertwined. And that anxiety is almost one of the unnamed stages of grief. I've yet to meet someone who has been affected by a significant loss in their lives that doesn't have some kind of anxiety. Because when we lose someone we love, especially a life partner, we are thrown into a world we don't want, that we didn't ask for, that we don't understand and we do not recognize. We feel exposed and vulnerable you, you know every everything that made us feel safe and secure has gone so of course for me you know anxiety is a normal part of the grieving process and i think it shows up for most of us in different ways. But it's there, you know, we, we've lost our sense of of safety and control. So surely it's natural to feel that anxiety, that worry and, and that fear. I know I certainly did, you know, um, from the minute Simon died, I, I I felt fearful, hugely fearful. And the anxiety came on Quite quickly for me, really. I think certainly within, you know, the first three weeks. I remember on the on the day of Simon's funeral, I was sat in the kitchen with my sister, and I and I said, you know, I just I feel weird. I feel weird in my head, and I've got I had a really bad headache. My vision felt a bit funny. Um, it almost felt like something was was seriously wrong. I was just sat there thinking, Oh God, is something going to go wrong? Is something going to go wrong today? And, um, bless my sister. <laughs> she, she researched it. She, she looked it up straight away. Um, and, and, and discovered that actually, you know, it's anxiety and, um, it's the body's way of kind of saying to you, hang on a minute, something's, something's not right. And I, I need some attention. I need tending to, um, but it was horrible and it it was scary and it shows up in different ways for us all, but it can actually be quite physical. I I personally could not believe the physicality of grief and, and how it showed up in my body and you know, from that that time on, on Simon's funeral day, in my head, there was a, a, another time where I thought I was having a heart attack, I remember phoning my friend in the night and, and getting around and I called an ambulance I ended up in hospital. Um, that, it was i was convinced i was having a heart attack it was it was going up, up my jaw my neck into my jaw it was going down my left arm i had sensations in my my fingers um the the chest pain the shortness of breath the palpitations it just my body felt like it it was all going horribly wrong and of course i'm on my own at home with the kids and and in that And then thinking, oh God, what if I die and the children come in and find me in the morning dead? So that's feeding your anxiety, you know, all these underlying thoughts that you have. You you know, your world has been shattered. We are reminded of our own mortality and how little control we have over our lives when somebody dies. And that's scary. And that's scary. and, And that really brings it home to us doesn't it that we're not invincible you you know whether you get an illness and and you die over time or you just die suddenly people do literally drop down dead Simon did he literally dropped down dead I I believe he was dead before his head even hit the floor when he collapsed he was gone it was it was that quick and that's scary that in just in that minute, that moment, that second, it's over, and for us to have to to live with that and understand the impact of it, and and how I I guess how vulnerable we all we all are all the time. You know that that life that we lived before, where we you know, felt fairly unscathed. I know I did, I know other people have had other losses so they they didn't necessarily feel that. But for me, this is my first significant loss and I knew bad things happened in the world. I was a nurse, I was a midwife, but they hadn't happened to me, which in, in, in its own kind of way brought some anxiety to me because I remember saying to Simon when we were on holiday, literally about three or four weeks before he died, I remember saying to Simon, I'm 40 next year and I'm actually really worried because I've got to to kind of 40 years old nearly and nothing really bad has happened to me. And I'm worried that something really bad is going to happen to me. Little did I know, you know? Um, So it's, it's a lot for us to comprehend. It's a lot for us to take on. And, you know, it might be something that you've experienced before, anxiety. It might be something completely new to you. Certainly was to me. I I haven't ever really suffered. I've, I felt nervous and uncomfortable. Of course I have, but not not that anxiety, not that deep rooted anxiety that that was showing up for me. And and again, it's diff it's different for everyone. You, you know, you can have palpitations, dizziness, sweating, dry mouth, nausea, trembling, headache blurred vision, shortness of breath, chest pain, it, it, you know, that there's many ways in, in which it can show up. And for some people, it might be a very internal feeling that to, to you know, with all those things, if if you felt those things, you would probably be able to see that somebody was, was feeling quite uncomfortable and it can be quite obvious for others you might not be able to see you you know some people i know people that if you were to look at them you'd think they're absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with them they're they're larger than life they're having they're having a great time they're chatting away they're happy but there's all this anxiety going on under the surface it's really hard it's really hard when it's like that because i think sometimes there's shame around it and when we layer things with shame and we keep them in and we don't talk to anyone about it that makes it worse for us because we've got it all in, we've got it all in us and we've got to learn to let it out to release it. And I think, you know, a a lot of what I've learned in my grieving process and a lot of what I've read about, um, you know, I've I've, I've noticed quite a, a few things about anxiety. And I think one of the biggest things Um, that has kind of jumped out at me and and really made sense is the fact that we try and avoid it we we try and um, push it away maybe don't talk to anyone about it You, you know pretend it's not happening it'll pass. Sometimes that's easier to do than others. Um, but this makes your, your fears and your anxieties grow. It's normal when your life is hit by tragedy to feel anxiety. It's learning how to manage that anxiety so that it doesn't become something that we, I guess, holds us back in life, you, you know, that keeps us in, in a place that may be the fear of, of trying new things or going to new places. It might make us withdraw from people. It might make us cancel plans last minute. We might become very disconnected from family and friends and society. It might stop us from going to work. It it has a huge impact on us and it has a huge impact on our mental health, you know, because if we're pulling back from all these things and that the connections that we need in life to, to help us heal, and grow and, and find our way in our new world, but that, that's going to have a huge impact on, on our mental health. So it's, it's trying to face our anxieties, trying to face our fears, and think about what it is that is causing us to feel like that, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you in a minute about some tools you can use to help you in, in the moment with anxiety. But long term, you, you know, we have to think about what do we think is triggering this? What is, what are we worried about? And one of my huge things that I was worried about was what would happen to my children if something happened to me? And I know this is a huge concern for many. I had to get everything in place. I've, I've had to get I know where they're going to go. I know how they're going to be supported. Financially, I have set up um, a a life insurance policy. I have set up a critical illness insurance policy. My will, you know, it states where I want the children to go, how I want them to live, when they should be able to do certain things, um, what I would support them in, what I wouldn't support them in. I've been quite explicit in my wishes, not controlling. Obviously, I've said, know things are going to change when I die and I and I trust the people that I've I've kind of entrusted with my children I suppose to to make those decisions but you know maybe with a bit of guidance from from how I I would maybe want things to to develop in a certain way but understanding that I can't control things from the grave I, I can't control things whilst I'm here um, so it, it's looking at that. Maybe it's looking at your finances. Are you worried about your finances? And maybe it's taking control of, of that. you worried about your health. You know, do you do you maybe need to take a bit more control of that? Do you need to look after you better, eat better, exercise more, stay connected with people a bit better? What What is it that's making you feel anxious? Sometimes it's, it's nothing obvious. Sometimes it's just a, it's just a it's a it's an anxiety that's there it sits with us and we carry it and we don't always know what triggers it and why we why we feel that way you, you know you have those mornings don't you where you wake up and your stomach is in knots absolute knots and and I had it this morning actually I woke up and my stomach was in knots I felt sick I felt very agitated. Um, and I didn't know why. I did, there's nothing going on, you, you know. Today, that was a reason for me to feel like that. I'd slept well last night, so I then think, right, what is it I need? I, I this morning I needed to go for a run, so I went for a run, and that helped me. But it's figuring out what does help you in those moments. There's been other times when I've been sat in front of the telly of an evening and all of a sudden my my palms start sweating my heart starts racing I get this funny feeling in my head which I find really hard to describe but it's like something's really wrong in my head and I start to panic and I'm, I'm, I'm like what's wrong with me what's wrong with me and in my head I'm going calm down calm down it's okay don't don't panic deep breaths." <laughs> and I'm trying to calm myself down but you know, my mind is going like, oh God, is something, something's going to happen. Something's going to go wrong. And I will always go to that place. I will always go to that place of something's going to go wrong. And and this is, is going to end in disaster. So it's, <laughs> it's learning to recognize your thought patterns. It's learning to understand what's going on in your head in those moments sometimes it can come out of nowhere and 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 there's no rhyme or reason to it so how can you manage it in that moment so it's sometimes when these things come up for us we we just want to push it away and, and avoid it but actually I think it's quite important to to face face our fears face our anxieties. Like I say, look at the things that you can control. There's so much in life we can't control. We don't know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. So what can you do? What can you put into place that helps you feel that little bit more in control in your life? around whatever it is you need you know we don't know what's going to happen to us we don't know what's what's going to happen after we die we don't know what will happen financially jobs all that kind of stuff but what we can do is put things in place that just make us feel like we've done the best that we can if that worst case scenario should happen you know and and i know at the moment i'm starting to to feel a bit of concern about my business and if something happens to me I'm I'm I obviously do my business. So what will happen? So I know I need to ask somebody and and give somebody that the the passwords and and the login details and access to, you know, the things I use so that they can they can come in and fold it up. Do you see what I mean? Like tidy it up, sort the clients out um, and do what would need doing. In the absence of me, Um, and I know that's playing on my mind a little bit. No, it's not causing me anxiety. Don't get me wrong, but it's just recognizing what things are maybe on your mind a little bit that could result in causing you a little bit of anxiety. Because life is difficult, right? And that there's things that are going to be thrown at us all the time. You know, life is is challenging. So you know, we can't control it all, but look at what you can control in certain situations and think, well, will that make me feel a little bit better about it? So so maybe look at that, look at those things and, and see if any of that helps you. Now, in terms of managing the anxiety, I think first and foremost, connection, connection with others, having people around you that love you, that support you, that help you. And I know a lot of you struggle with that because you feel like people aren't there for you in the way you'd like them to be. That you don't get the support that you would wish or you'd hope that you'd get in in the situation that you find yourself in. And again, we can't control other people, but maybe it's about going out and finding your people, people that, you know, do get it, that do understand that you think will support you and, and will nurture you through this you know connection is key it really is so finding people that you're connected with also connecting with yourself we often feel very disconnected from ourselves because we suddenly don't know who we are where we're heading where we fit in what you know what's our purpose? Why are we here? like you, you know everything that is attached to our identity feels very different. Social circles feel different. We feel different. Um, so it, it's learning to reconnect with you again and who you are and what's important to you. I just I think that that has been one of the biggest things in my journey was reconnecting with me, but also connecting with your loved one, you know, Death takes the person away from us. You know, they are physically no longer with us. But the love continues. The love doesn't die. So how can we continue our relationship with our person, those continuing bonds? And thinking about what you can do to ensure that you stay connected to your person. And that's going to be different for everyone. And there's many ways that you can do that. So find your way, you know, maybe it's wearing one of their jumpers, maybe it's writing them a letter at the end of the day, maybe it's going for a walk and talking to them it might be lighting a candle, you might have made something that you you, you like to look at, it might be having a picture up, um, it might be being that the things you love most about them, it might be doing something in their honour. it it can, it can, it can do anything. It can be anything. It's your thing, but something that helps you to feel connected to your person. So, you know, stay, stay connected. That, that is, that is vital. Manage your your stress and your overwhelm, because this will cause your anxiety to skyrocket. We put a lot of expectation on ourselves. Um, You know, when a loved one dies, we try to continue with our life as it was. We then have grief to deal with, which is a full-time job all on its own with no days off and no holidays. It's it's you, you know, you are constantly grieving. And that's hard, that's heavy. So then you have the role of your partner to take on as well. Because we all have roles and responsibilities in our relationships. We all, we all fit in and, and do our bit where we can. And when your person goes, you suddenly realize all the things they did. In your relationship, in your life, and and you then are like, I've got to, do, I've got to do all that now, and that might be little things from taking out the bins or hoovering the house, cleaning the windows, to to big things like sorting out the finances, keeping the garden tidy, doing the DIY around the house, keeping the car going. You, you, you know, it, it's. It, Whatever it is, they they had their roles and responsibilities in the relationship. And somebody's got to take those on. And that somebody is normally you. So it's looking at, you know, how can you manage your time? What can you say no to? Where can you get help from? How can you learn to manage that stress and that overwhelm? So make sure you're talking to someone about how you feel and what's going on for you. Face your fears. Face what's showing up. You know that what what we avoid persists it does what, what let's not avoid it we we'll say what we resist persists you, you know because if if we're trying to avoid things that they're, they're just going to grow they're going to follow us around it it doesn't go anywhere but if you can face your feelings your emotions your fears that can transform you honestly It really can, because you're you're taking back your power. You're kind of looking that fear in the face and going, I know you're there and it's okay. I'm going to manage this in the best way that I can. And just sitting with that for a minute. Write down your thoughts if you want to. You know, if you find it hard to talk to somebody, journal. One of the biggest things that has helped me is my breathing. That might sound weird, but... When you, when you are stressed, you will notice that you start to shallow breathe. Okay, you, your, your breaths will be, you, you know, you're not filling your lungs, you're breathing quickly and shallow. When we start to feel that anxiety coming on, it's about taking those deep breaths, you know, that really come down into our stomach, that really expand our diaphragm. So you can put your hand on your tummy and take a really big deep breath in, okay? Count if you can, you, you know, count to four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever's comfortable for you. When you're breathing out, try and make the out breath slightly longer than the in breath, you know? And if you have to breathe in for four and out for five, then brilliant. And, and try and make those as, as long as you can. Count, because again, that's kind of distracting your mind. But you're, you're calming your breath down and taking those deep breaths kicks in your parasympathetic nervous system and and slows everything down for you and and that's what you want you want everything to slow down you want your heart rate to slow down you want your breathing to slow down and you will feel that the calmness that that brings for you okay One thing I I know that works well for people is the five, four, three, two, one. So looking around, you know, trying to distract yourself from what's going on for you, but looking around wherever you are, looking for five things you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. And again, it just makes you stop, look around, look at your environment and see what's out there. Basics like eating well, staying hydrated, really important for us, really our body is in a heightened state of shock, you know, we're in that that fight flight mode, it needs to be well looked after, that will help us hugely with, with anxiety. Exercise, I cannot, 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 cannot put enough importance onto exercise for you it releases those stress hormones it brings in those feel good hormones it is so good for us mentally physically i just would urge you even if you can just get outside for 20 minutes every day for a power walk you know you don't have to start taking up gyms or running or cycling power walking is enough it is enough you know and if you can do 20 minutes a day and just slowly increase it It will do the world of good and get yourself out in nature. Go somewhere different where you live, you know, go and I love going up hills. I don't know why. I just love climbing up hills and being higher. It makes me feel closer to Simon. Go get out in nature, you know, do it regularly regularly. If in the middle of feeling anxious and and overwhelmed and you start to get worried, sometimes watching something, listening to something, distracting yourself from what you're doing, you you know, maybe binge watching a a few episodes of your your favorite series or listening to a a podcast, putting on some really loud music, your favorite tune, distracting yourself. Some people find an elastic band on their wrist and and flicking that, that can be enough of a distraction because it's it's taking your, your focus somewhere else. Make sure you are resting and relaxing enough. You you know, sleep is often a a cause of anxiety or lack of sleep is often a a cause of anxiety. So, you know, make sure you're resting and relaxing in the day where you can because exhaustion will make your anxiety so much worse. So really make sure that you're you're looking after you and, and, and look at how you can make your sleep a bit better. You often find your sleep will improve by facing your fears, facing your emotions and, and dealing what's going on for you within. You know, when we distract ourselves too much in the day and then we go to bed at night, of course, it's all going to come to the forefront because you've got nothing to distract you. So it's good to learn to, to face these things in the day or, you know, journal before you go to bed at, at night, just to get things out of your head and onto paper. Otherwise, it just wear around. It just wear around in our heads. And just remember your thoughts are not facts. We have so many thoughts going in and out of our minds all day, every day. I think we have something between 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. That's a lot of thoughts, you know, and I think something ridiculous like 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive. So that's a lot of negative, repetitive thoughts going around in our heads. Just remember, a lot of them are not facts you you have created something in your mind and it's some you know if something's bugging you and, and, and really playing on your mind think about is that a fact do i know that to be true 100% can i tell myself a different story can i change the narrative if it's if it is something that is, is really worrying you face it look at it think about how you can control elements around this this concern this worry this fear to to help you feel like you are more in control like you are doing the best that you can trying to avoid it constantly and, and and not face what's going on for us is only going to make it worse it it will persist it will stay and and it will often grow and become unmanageable. And if you are really struggling to manage your anxiety, then speak to someone, go and speak to your GP, find a therapist, find someone that can help you because there is help out there. You can find it and you will find a way through it. I know it's scary and I know it's horrible, but you don't have to do this alone. There are many people out there that feel very very similar to you speak to them find them you you know they they are out there and it's something that comes up a lot in in a lot of my groups and in my sessions it's a big thing in grief it's real and it's horrible so do what you can to look after you find ways of managing what what you're feeling what you're going through in the moment And learn to find ways of facing your fears and feeling like you have a little bit more control over some of the things in your life. Look at the things you can control and try not to worry too much about the things that you can't. I'm sending you all lots of love as always. Thank you again for joining me. I hope some of that has been helpful and I will see you again on the next episode of the Widow Podcast. Take care, lots of love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today on The Widow Podcast. If you would like to find out more about how I can help you, please visit my website, www.carensutton.co.uk I would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future. So get in touch. Let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief.